The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio, and this is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Co. Paris. And it's Tuesday, and trust me, it's hot out. Uh, today on the show, we're going to have a one-on-one with female rocker Alex Kalise. This girl is one that you have to watch out for in the world of rock, even crossing over into pop. And now, without further ado, let's get Alex Kalise on the phone. Alex, welcome to UCW Radio. I want to thank you in advance for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today. Well, thank you very much, Lou. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, great, great. Uh, now, we're going to start from the beginning. That's the best place to start. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to be a little canned. I hate doing it, but I have to do that at first, just so that our listeners can get acquainted with you the way they should. Now, most talented musicians, they start at an early age. Uh, at least they begin to find an escape and a talent that they discovered. We're just going to stick with music, because that's the topic here. Uh, and they, so they find their voice with music, and they develop that talent sometimes. Now, when did you have that moment of discovering your talent, and were you just a natural, or was it something you had to develop over time? Well, uh, first and foremost, I've always been a writer, um, you know, fiction, nonfiction. I just have always, you know, had that, um, that, uh, that I've always been a voracious, you know, reader and, and writer. Um, so, it just seemed natural when I was about 11 to pick up the guitar, um, and I also did to emulate my father, who's a musician, um, and it was a great way to accompany my, my writing, you know, my, my, uh, lyrics, recitations, what, what have you, um, and, uh, I just, I, I found that that was my, my true calling, um, it, it's a great way for me to, you know, for my voice to be heard, you know, especially by, you know, accompanying it with the music. Well, you know, you just developed a segue for the next question, which is great. Uh, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, period. The end. Do you find it natural to do both of them, or would you just prefer one over the other? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, Hitting well, you with a tough one you know, now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's definitely a, a tough question. I love both so, so very much. Um, Songwriting, it just, it's so natural for me, you know, uh, I just get it, I can't even describe to you the, the feeling that I'm overcome with when I'm about to write a song, I just, um, like this whole warm feeling comes over my body and I, I just have to, have to get that creative energy out, um, you know, and it's just such a magical, almost spiritual type of feeling, um, and there's nothing that really compares to that, but I, I, I have an absolute love for, for singing as well, you know, I everywhere I can in the shower, you know, while I'm driving in my car. It's just, um, I just, I, I love it. You know, words can't even express, you know, how much it means to do it, you know? But, you know, so singing pretty much gives you that vehicle to express your words, you know, verbally. Mm-hmm. More or less. Okay, that's, that's good. So, so when you, you really can't choose one, of the, one over the other, then. You, you enjoy both of them. So that, that'd be a hard choice for you to make. Yeah, the only thing that I, you know, I don't like about singing is actually recording it because I'm so hard on myself when I'm actually recording. I, I just, like, oh man, I have to do this again. 
and again, and I want to make sure it's perfect. You know, so that part of it I don't enjoy, but I love the actual performing aspect of it when I'm actually out on stage, and I, I just uh, I, I just can't even describe the feeling that I, that I get from it. It's a vehicle, like you said, for which to express my, my lyrics, you know. Well, you connect with your audience, you connect with your fans, and it's kind of like it's a natural eye. Um, you know, I, I know what it is to be in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people, and it's a, it's a, it's a natural eye, and uh, that's probably where you're at, and that's great. You know, at least you have that vehicle to do that. Um, Alex, I'm going to, well, let's go into something. Let's go into when you, where you grew up. You grew up in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're out. You call California your home right now with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the whole crew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you think that if you stood in Florida when you, you know, you, you were young, you were 11, you started, you know, playing, uh, you were writing and you were playing music and you started singing and everything, do you think that if you stood in Florida that you would have pursued music as rigorously as you are right now? Um, well, I've always, you know, really pursued it. You know, I, I've been pursuing it professionally since I was about, I don't know, 14 or so. Um, but the problem with, you know, living in a smaller town or a town like Florida, first of all, it's definitely not the mecca for music or, you know, not, not rock music specifically. But, um, you know, after a while, you just hit a wall, you know. Um, there's only so, you know, you can only do so much in, in one place. And I, I lived there for, I don't know, maybe 18 years or so. You know, after after a while, you get to know everybody. Everyone knows you. And um, I just wanted to take it to that next level. And, you know, when I came out to L.A. just to record my, uh, you know, a portion of my first record, I just fell in love with it. And I started working with some great producers out here. And I just found that, you know, people are more understanding of uh, artists out here and, there were just so many places to play and, and so many, uh, this is, you know, where the entertainment industry rests, you know. Um, this is the, the whole nesting ground for all of that. So I figured this is probably the place to be. Uh, you have more opportunity there than you would in Florida. And I, I do understand, you know, in Florida, you have limited growth potential. Exactly. Okay, so that, that's understandable. Now, Alex, your, your music genre is uh, alternative pop rock but it really splits into the rock arena but you can go pop that that i do know now what would you classify your music as and second question is what were your two biggest influence influences in your style of music oh okay well um, i classify my music more um i guess rocktronica i guess you could say you know it has the electronic elements pop elements um, I started it, you know, working with this producer named Luigi Gonzalez. He's uh, actually produced, you know, Madonna, Shakira, um, a lot of Latin artists. He's actually, he was up for a Grammy a few years ago. He's a Grammy nominee. Yeah. Um, and I just found that when the both of us worked together, we created a really cool, different kind of sound because, you know, my influences, to answer your next question, are very, very grunge influences. You know, early, early Nirvana, Silverchair. The Toadies, um, uh, who else? Um, Buck Cherry. They're they're more rock, but you know, I like a lot of grunge uh, music. And obviously, he was he was very you know pop because he's working with all these these big pop artists. So I found that we really complemented each other, and we created a sound that was very unique and different. Yet it was commercially viable enough to be played on you know terrestrial radio. So um, 
Yeah, I think it's, it's very different, but I'm actually, on this next record that I'm actually recording, um, I'm going more, you know, back to my roots. It's more lo-fi than my, my past album, and I'm doing it completely 100% by myself, and I'm yeah. actually engineering it all myself as well. Oh, then you're versatile. Check you out. <laughs> oh, thank well, you. <laughs> what's the name of that next uh, record of yours? Um, as of yet, it, it's it's still untitled, uh, but it is definitely, you know, it revisits my grunge roots a lot more so than the last record did. My last record was more, you know, pop rock. Um, this one is going to be, you know, uh, of course, you know, still pop rock, has all the pop melodies, but it's a little darker, and, you know, I'm doing it 100% by myself. I'm producing it with the help of my songwriting partner, Dennis Morehouse, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it feels like it's more me. I mean, it, it's a better vehicle for, you know, for, to express myself, I guess, than, than my last one was. Yeah, well, you have, you have you know, all these say on what you do and what you don't do, and sometimes that's the best way to go. Right. I think, Alex, I think you're going to like this next question. You're going to find it more interesting, I think, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, female rockers, all right? Some of the greats include Janis Joplin, Blondie, Joan Jett, Hart, and uh, Shirley Manson, Garbage. Now, that girl, she brings a bad ass for beauty designs rock. Now, I'm sure you have been asked this a million and one times in all your interviews, but I have to ask it. Uh, do you find it difficult as a female rock or female artist to push higher in, in music, especially at, you know in the, in the rock segment, as opposed to a male rock well, actually, you know, I've, I've been asked this question several times, and um, I, it's, it's a very interesting question. Um, you know, I, I just find that, you know, if you're a good artist, you're a good artist. You know, I don't think being female by any by any stretch of the imagination is some kind of a handicap like some people make it out to be, you know, <laughs> when you're talking rock music. I mean, those artists that you just mentioned, like Shirley Manson and um, Joan Jett and Hart, I mean, I've seen most of them live, and, and they just... They, they, they just nail it. They're just good musicians, you know? um, and a lot of them would blow male musicians out of the water. It's just, I think it's your, your level of talent. The only, um, I guess, uh, uh, roadblock would be you have to, you have to have an immense amount of talent in order to be a female rock musician because you know, there are stereotypes that do exist about women and everything like that, and, and you just, I think, have to play a little bit, a, a lot harder, practice a lot harder, and just give them one hell of a show, you know, in order to be taken seriously. But, you know, that has never affected me or stood in my way, you know, because I've always just played because I like to play, and if you don't like it, then you don't like it. I don't, you know, that, that doesn't affect me, you know? A lot of people out there, and everybody... Uh... I guess they have their own taste in music. That's why I mentioned uh, Janis Joplin or Shirley Manson because these are you know rock female rockers that really you know they did their thing. You liked them, you didn't like them. They still did their thing, and they weren't so much interested in the critics. They were interested in doing playing their music, and that's pretty much where I see you uh, looking at your 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 songs, looking at your songs, looking at your form. That that's what uh, where you're at, I think. Um, now, now we're going to swing into um, another interesting question. Uh, when you look at pop music, you find a, a lot of up and coming cookie cutter types. 
that produces, they're basically spitting these kids out just to take advantage of the time. Granted, some enjoy immediate success, no doubt about it, but the longevity factor just isn't there a lot of times. And the potential right. of them falling by the wayside is pretty great. Now, what are your thoughts on the topic? And the second question to that is, how do you find yourself different? How do I find myself different from that? Yeah, but but more importantly, what are your thoughts on the topic? Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I, I just think, you know, with all the cookie-cutter bands and everything, is, you know, they find a certain, um, you know, that they're successful with one act, and, and then they figure that, you know, they're going to be successful with a whole bunch of other acts that are very similar. So they'll produce them up all the, all the same and write very similar songs, and, uh, and they expect them to sell very well. And for a short time, yes, they, they usually do. But, you know, that's what you were saying before. The longevity is just not there. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of, um, you know, artists on the radio that I'm just like, you know, didn't I hear that song before? Or, you know, <laughs> I heard it sound a little bit different. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that I agree with. Yeah, yeah. It's And, you know, it, it's strange. I was just talking about this with my, uh, my songwriting partner the other day. Uh, you know, even... The, the, all of the songs that I hear today are if, well, songs and I, I think that it becomes so diluted that they just don't even know what to write anymore like you, people don't even know what hooks are anymore oh, you know yeah, that, that's, so, that's a, that has to do with the songwriting you know when you're when you're writing uh some uh, lyric, which is more, I mean, I guess sometimes you see these songs are more geared towards doing a commercial than towards um, making a real song, you know, something, and you, you talk about the hook and everything, sometimes that's all they have is a hook, and that's it. Some of these songs don't have anything, no substance, nothing. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and, um, you know, I think it's the bottom line these days is just, uh, especially for these record companies, which are you know not doing very well right now, um, it's it's all about the dollar, and they just they just want to make a quick buck and uh, and get out. They don't really care about artist development these days. Um, they they're just trying to um, save their butts, if if you will. You know, everyone's just concerned about um, you know keeping their jobs. Yeah, well, you can't blame them. But what happens is that now this just breeds opportunity. For young artists that are talented to actually get out there and really do something, okay, and, and then the flood of all this, all these cookie cutter talent popping out left and right, you know, I, I mean, things like that, and just in your case, you can't, I don't see a comparison between you and them, those types of, of uh, performers, I'm not going to call them singers, but performers, uh, <laughs> You know, and, and I and I know I asked you the question, how do you find yourself different? You don't really have to go into that too much. I, I see the difference. I think uh I think our listeners understand the difference, you 